You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk with me, Mason Bray. I have another interview this week with someone who I've been fortunate enough to see perform twice. Let's take a quick break, then go to that interview. So, we have Grace Stockdale, an actress in New York City, who was on the first national tour of Waitress and is now working on the workshop and Broadway version of 1776, where she will make her Broadway debut. Hi, Grace. Hi, Mason. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing just fine. First off, Lauren Singleton wanted me to ask you, who is your favorite director in Colorado? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can tell Lauren Singleton that it's someone who was very special to me, who was very influential to me as a teen. And um, she happened to make her, uh, you know, high school theater performance as the witch in Into the Woods. And I think her name is Lauren Singleton. So she directed me in multiple projects. And uh, and I would have to say that she's my favorite director, even to this day. So you can pass that on to her. Um, do you want to talk about how you got to where you are today? Sure, sure. And thank you for the lovely introduction. That was very sweet. Um, I, I'm originally from Colorado, like you just mentioned. Uh, and my, my mom, uh, is a wonderful pianist, musician. And so music was always a huge part of my life growing up. So I, I started singing at a very young age and then got into plays and, uh, went to a great performing arts school and camp called Perry Mansfield. Uh, that's in Colorado. And it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest performing arts camps in the nation. And that's where I met my college connections that got me into Ithaca. Um, a music director by the name of Joel Gelby, like wrote me a letter of recommendation to get me into the program of my dreams, Ithaca College. And I went to Ithaca, did the four year, it's a kind of conservatory-esque type program, but you know, really well-rounded, had a great education there. And from my showcase, booked Kinky Boots. Um, There was a casting director at my showcase and I got an appointment the next morning and it was kind of history. Went on tour with Kinky Boots for just over a year, had a wonderful time out there, made some dear friends, and that was my first tour to kind of set me up for my second, kind of um, intermittently between tours. Worked at uh, Sacramento Music Circus, up at the Engeman Theater, kind of just worked around in the city a little bit, to, uh, did a cool, fun off-Broadway show called um, More Than All the World, which was like very cool, gothic, operetta-esque show. Um, and then I got waitress and then I toured with waitress I did the entire tour of waitress that's where actually that's where I met my partner my boyfriend Nick um he was a guitarist and cellist and uh and uh on waitress I yeah understudied Jenna um started on stage 
as like the playing mother and then um ghost mom yes ghost mom i wanted to transition i knew you know all about this because you are up with it real talk and and i then transitioned off stage to swing where i covered don and jenna and i I loved swinging so much um i it's a very particular challenging thing to do um but i found it to be very gratifying and really enjoyed that and then yeah that's kind of how the whole second year flew by and then now i'm here and you know one thing leads to another and i'm in another diane paula show and that's really an honor and um fantastic that i would actually kind of go the swing route and now i'm standing by which is which is a wonderful thing too because if you if you want to perform eight shows a week that's amazing i love performing when i need to <laughs> i love i actually love the pressure of stepping up and having to like do it right away so that's kind of my story and now i'm here and um you're so on it with the 1776 thing yeah that's uh we will start when the world will allow us to start and that's kind of how it is with love you know, these businesses and arts and theaters and organizations right now is just kind of waiting for the right time. And so I, I believe it will all happen. But yeah, that's that's my story. That was a long one. I know. <laughs> what is what would you say the biggest obstacle to reaching where you are today is? Biggest obstacle? Um, self-doubt, self-criticism. And um, yeah, it's, it's really challenging um, to be told no so much and for, you know, whatever reason, really. And that's just kind of the, the burden that comes with being an entertainer and a performer. Um, but just like knowing yourself enough to keep going and not letting the obstacle of just fear drag you down because it is a, it is a fearful and intense career. And um, I would I would say like my advice to like any young performing artist out there is just that the uh, if you can just overcome the obstacle of your own self-doubt, you've won half the battle. Someone someone will give you a chance, but like you have to believe in yourself first and foremost. Because if you don't believe in yourself, like who's who else is going to? So every audition I walk into, I'm I I go well. I I know I could do this job. I know I could do this job. How can I help? What can I do for you? You know, how can I help? That's that's how I enter my auditions. Like a hundred percent believing that if you were to cast me, I would do what you needed to be done without any kind of any kind of uncertainty. And so that's like. If you could, the obstacle of just overcoming your own self-doubt is like, that's half the game. How do you stay consistent for eight shows a week? <laughs> so when I was like doing eight shows a week, like back in Kinky Boots, and, and really in, in any project I'm not like standing by or swinging on, which is, which is often, um, eight shows a week gets easier as you go. Eight shows a week also gets harder as you go. Depending on like what kind of role and how demanding your role is. If you are, say, playing Jenna or like the lead of the show or the giant monumental huge sing, it depends. uh, The way I would conduct myself would depend on how demanding the role was, how vocally demanding it was. Because sometimes you can do a show that's emotionally demanding and not so vocally. And then sometimes it's, it's completely vocal and like you park and bark. It's like not a big So I would say eight shows a week. I start by like, I have got to get sleep no matter what. Got to get sleep. I am not doing eight shows a week without getting adequate sleep. So, and I love to sleep in. I'm a big fan of blackout curtains (laughs) and melatonin at night. You need it. Um, I I start by by, um, just trying to take care of myself and stay consistent as in, if you do the show full out, always your body has muscle memory and develops muscle memory of how to do that show even when you are not feeling full out even when you're like I'm you know I'm actually really tired or like if you had to you know put yourself on tape or do an audition 
that morning and you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. Like I've been singing all day. Well, then you need to like, you can rely on that muscle memory of, of really doing the show full out as often as you possibly can. I mean, you should always be doing it full out. Like my, my belief is that it's like, unless it's full out, what's the point? You know, that's, that's one of the discouraging things about seeing shows where I'm like, oh, you're marking, you're marking. Um, and I know that's, that's the easier, you know, in the ensemble, cause you don't think that you're being looked at, but you're being looked at. Uh, so the more you can do, like, especially if you are in a featured role, do it full out as often as you can so that when you are feeling a little under your body, boom, 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 like muscle memory, this is your routine. And it does it kind of like a fitness routine. Your body will take you through it even when you're not feeling out, but you do have to train. It's training like an athlete, like eight shows a week is training and it gets easier it gets easier and you, you, you come into a routine, but if you set the bar like up here at, at full out, and I'm not saying like screaming your voice out, like giving every show this crazy, like don't scream or be crazy. You have to save it. You have to save it for eight shows. But if you practice, practice makes permanent. And then, and then you can just soar through these shows. If you have built up the vocal stamina and like body, like choreography, like where it's just in your body. And it's not like you're not winded after doing the combination and like, yeah, it's if you practice full out, you'll stay full out. And that's like, I think that's the key to consistency and just taking care of yourself. Don't go out binge drinking the night before you need to go. Uh, you know what I mean? It's really, it's really common sense. I'm all, but I'm also all for people um, having a life while they're on Broadway or having a life while they're doing eight shows. Like if you want a glass of wine after your one show and you're like, or like, okay, great. It's, I don't have one till, you know, 8 PM tomorrow. Then have a glass of wine. If it's going to keep you sane. But, you know, I, it's just all about self-care and it's so personal. Some people like can't do, you know, anything during their HO week. Um, but for me, like I want to live my life. I want to have fun and I want to also take care of myself. Like it's, it's a balance. So that's, that's my answer is that it's a balance and it's about practicing and training like, like an athlete. So once you get cast in a show, how much research do you do on the type of character you're playing? So usually... That's just a great question. You have such great questions, Mason. Um, <laughs> when I get cast in a show, I will, first of all, throughout the audition process, uh, if I know that that's the role I'm in for, I'm already doing the research in the audition process. I'm already like fully developing their story. And, and if I don't have the answers, I'll make something up. Um, like if, if there's not, if it's, you know, if a character that's either, you know, fictional, which a lot of them are, or, or, you know, autobiographical, like something about somebody, I would just do as much research as I can at the beginning of the audition process. And then it just builds and builds and builds. And then you just keep developing a deeper sense of character. And then like the things that were obvious or like weren't so obvious in the beginning are now just like in you, you know this, and you can just layer on. Because the real key to developing interesting characters is having them layered with different things. Like if a character is just one note, it's not very interesting. But like, for instance, Nicola in Kinky Boots, she can be played really like, <laughs> really just one note. Um, like the, the mean, the mean lady, the mean fiance. I don't want to say the other word. <laughs> But, you know, or like, just like to be like, oh yeah, I'm the villain. That's it. I'm like the villain. I'm like the mean, the mean one, the like the dark horse, you know, the like the, the snotty girlfriend. You can make her that, or you can make her like an empathetic girlfriend, like just fighting for what she wants. And this is the only way she knows about getting what she wants. It's like layering that with actual truth. Um, so going back to your original question in developing those characters, I, I would do as much research as you can. The internet obviously is a great resource, but 
also this character is your responsibility and you can make it whatever you want obviously with the help of your of your director and your creative team it should be your best you know interpretation and best perception of that person and and I love I love research I don't think method acting is like I'm not a big fan of like people being method about things there's a little bit of method in everything I do I would say a little bit tiny bits and I pull from my own life like I pull like for instance in Jenna um I would pull from my some of my past relationships that weren't the healthiest I would pull from some of my experiences that I could relate to her even if you can't directly relate to the character like that there are things you can definitely use from your own life that are just I would say even more beneficial than any kind of research so that's how I approach it's like I acquaint myself but then I build 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 on whatever I can so on the day of a show how do you get into character (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully I am, um, like, with enough, um, I have enough wherewithal that day that as soon as half hour happens, I'm in game mode and I go. But some days, like, it's harder to focus. So how I get into character, if it's a, if it's a dramatic piece and it's, um, I mean, like, yeah, I, I keep on using Jenna as an example just, like, because it's one of my most in the recent, like, heavy, demanding things I've had to do as, you know, a understudy. Um, and like on a whim too, like boom, 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 you get a call and you're like, oh God, it's time to prepare. Um, I need quiet. I need to look things over to make sure that there's not anything, a change that I have to implement, like a new, a new direction that was given to, to people. If I'm like watching, I'm just using my experience as a standby swing for this kind type of question. I need quiet. Like as soon as I get the call, I need to go within. I need to center. I need to be, I need to go quiet. I need to, if I need to look over things, I will look over things. I won't overdo it because you can never prepare last minute. So that's a joke. Uh, you prepare like for months and months and months and then you go, I, I would look over if there's any little things I need to just like tap in, you know, touch a rock. Um, and then I warm up really good, really, really good. <laughs> that one of the things that happens when you're nervous is, um, like your breath becomes a little bit shallower. So as a singer, I would experience like being able to rip through these songs like easily, easily in rehearsal, like rip them through like easy. And then when you get into performance and your adrenaline kicks up and you're like, you're ready to go and you're like, really, your breath gets a little shallower. You have to consciously breathe deeper so that you can use that same amount of breath support when you do the performance. That's something I really realized that anxiety is not my friend for um, breathing, for vocalizing. Like I can, I can sing through kind of pretty much any level of anxiety, but you want to sing through it easily, effortlessly. You want, you don't want it to to, to feel hard or look hard or be harder in the show because you're like so nervous and your breath is like right here in your chest like you need to let that go and drop it so I do a lot of deep breathing like before before any kind of performance where I'm like it's a high stress situation and like I can't I can't mess it up um I breathe and I literally tell myself like chill just chill like relax like it won't serve you at all to be like like all freaked out. You just, no one's perfect and you're never going to do a perfect job ever. Like no one's above that ever. Like no one's going to ever be perfect. And like, so I, I go through those mental, um, like rituals of calming myself down too. I, and I like af- give myself affirmations, obviously like 
there's not really any recipe for like what I do before a show other than literally go quiet and focus and center because I know that like it's gonna be I'm shot out of cannon and like I'm gonna be going you know um so that's in the in the example for stepping up into a massive role but like when a role is my own I try to make it as chill as possible I I turn on like some of my favorite artists when I get ready I love music I like I'll lip trill I'll sing in my dressing room I love putting on makeup I love I get in the character I put on the makeup put on the wig on the costume and like boom she's here we're here like we can do it and I and music is a huge part of like getting me pumped up and into it and it just becomes easier and you just kind of like that character becomes so close to you in a long running show that like it yeah it I just go I just go within and focus that's like my best advice to anyone just center like bring it down take a breath nothing actually matters it's a musical doesn't matter it's okay <laughs> you know what I mean I'm giving you such long answers Mason you've got to cut me off it's fine. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> um, what is the last thing you do, say, or think before stepping on stage for your first entrance? Okay, this is a good one, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Waitress again as an example. Um... Uh, that's just fine i love waitress um when like the sugar butter loop and i'm like standing on the x and it's like lights down and it's like sugar <laughs> sugar butter and you're just like oh boy here we go <laughs> like it could have been months since you last did it it could have been you know you could have gotten the it just doesn't matter when i do that i breathe in and i i say to myself i got this i got this and, and I just go, it's just me up here. And just me and like my, my castmates is, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like the people out in the audience, it's great. They like, this is awesome. They can witness just what happens between me and my friends up here. And, and it's not, it's not disregarding the audience in any way, but like they're welcome to witness what me and this person will share. And so I, I say, just, I just breathe in and I'm like, I got this. Like, it's okay. It's all good. Um, a lot of like, you know, the word purpose comes in my mind and I go, okay, purpose. Here we go. Here, here's the show. Let's, let's go. And I, and I just kind of, I don't say anything technical. It's all just being like, okay, here we go. And I'm her. And, and, you know, and that's like, it, it's really not even deeper than that. You just like, I, for me, I just like when the curtain would raise, just standing there and the lights come up and then now I'm no longer grace i'm like now now like embodying just somebody else and so i and i just kind of even like more than even say anything just like that inhale of like okay now we're, we're someone else it's a really cool thing acting it's very fun oh, oh my god 
podcast. Sorry, I'm looking at a, at a big, um, big, a little, like a huge long line of geese. <laughs> They're waddling by. It's adorable. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm never, I'm like always in the city. So this is such a treat. Um, anyway, that might answer your question in a really long way. You probably have so many more. Sorry, go ahead. Um, do you have any other tips for young actors of how to get in character to give the best performance they can? Yes. Um, first of all, just repeat to yourself that nothing matters and that it's just a musical. And like, really, that is so true today. Oh my gosh. I will never think of a show the same after this pandemic and after what we are going through, like what we are going through as a nation right now. Oh my gosh. Musical, like a musical, like being stressed about a musical is so silly. Like I will never stress about a role ever again after like having to stress about my entire life, like leaving the house, like my parents having to stress about like what's going to happen, what is the money, where my money and like what are we going to, how are we going to survive through all this? Like I will never worry about a musical ever in my life but my advice for when when we do become normal again in our society and you are developing a character and approaching a character is just like take a breath remember who you are like remember you're enough oh that's the other thing i want to say this something i will absolutely say to myself and i and it was from an instructor roy leitner who i worked with in college he would always repeat the affirmation you are enough you are more than enough it is amazing how enough you are and that is so true. Like every time you walk out on that stage, you are totally enough. And just like be grateful, be so grateful. Oh my God. For me, my gratitude alone to get to even perform, like to, to get to even perform at all and not just literally um, do some of my other like really weird retail jobs and like, you know, nannying and, and like, ugh, God knows what else, like working for entertainment companies and like kind of doing, you know, other side hustles. The fact that I get to perform and like you all bought a ticket to like watch me come out here and like show you something. Oh, that's so great. So there's really no, re there's actually no need to be nervous. Um, all your nerves will go away if you are just prepared. If you are unprepared, good luck. Because <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's tough. And guess what? I have been unprepared in my life and it is an exhilarating, not very fun feeling. And you make it work because sometimes you actually have to do things you're not prepared to do. Like, um, for me, just as a swing, having to go on for like men, like male tracks that I've never, never had to, we would be down so many people or there'd be such a interesting lineup or some kind of, you know, real emergency that I would be doing things uh, there's no like rehearsal. You just have to like try your best to be like, oh, okay. So, and your dance captain is like, what? so I think it's this, and I think it's this, and you're like, oh, okay, like I will try, and everyone will try to like work with you. And those are actually the really fun shows when you're completely unprepared to do something, and that you have to, you have to do it, and you have to do it right. Because someone could really get hurt if you don't, and that like pressure is like, like, whoa. But then at the same time, like you know, everyone's like, we all just want it to work. So, um. I would, I always would just go, I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. It's okay. It's just a musical. And like, it will end in two and a half hours. It will be done. It will be over. And what will, whatever will happen, will happen. That I am a huge perfectionist and always have been my whole life. And I'm letting that go because that's a total illusion. There is no such thing as perfect. You, there's such thing as being excellent 
and really nailing it. But even when you're excellent and really nailing it, you will not be perfect. There will be something that will go awry like in some of your best shows. Like, so, like sometimes I would, um, like I once as Jenna like knocked over this, like right at the top of the show, knocked over this little thing of napkins like right at my first scene and I was furious and I could tell like people were snickering and like laughing and because we were like you know joking and stuff and um I was mad about it the whole show and I phoned my sister and I was like so I like knocked something over in the very beginning of the show and I was I couldn't let it go because I'm such a perfectionist and she said to me some great advice she was like oh do you think you are so like high and mighty and above it all that like you you're gonna go out there and like deliver a perfect show every time. Do you think that about yourself? Like you, you should probably check yourself. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't like think that about, oh, so I really don't need to hold myself to that standard. And she was like, no, cause like, that's, that's crazy. You, you, you are not above anyone and you are not above like imperfection. Like you're going to have an imperfect show. Like that's what's going to happen every time. So the sooner you accept that as someone who's you can either have full ownership of the role, be a swing, be a standby, understudy, any kind of situation. It can be your own role and you're like, oh, I nailed it yesterday, but I didn't nail it today. Why don't I go beat myself up? No, never going to have a perfect show. Even shows that feel like pretty darn perfect. I guarantee you there was something that, you know, you, you, when you looked, if you were to watch it back or if you were to like talk to someone, guarantee there's something that you would be like, oh, well, it wasn't perfect. It will never be perfect. So just like be satisfied with it being just damn good or, or with being, it being fun. For me, if a show's not fun, because sometimes it cannot be fun. Like if you are in a situation and, and, you're, and you're not as prepared as you, like no one, you didn't have a chance to prepare or like sometimes they can be stressful. Just have fun doing it. It's really not that deep and, and you're not going to be perfect. So drop it. And the second you drop it, and be like, oh, okay. Even trying to like be perfect is so silly. You you start actually just being more present in the show. You're you're thinking about what you're doing. You're like, and you're not thinking about what you're doing, which is a, actually a big thing to like. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just do it. Like, put the cup of coffee on the table. <laughs> do like hand hand this person this. Like, do the choreography. Just don't think about it. Just do it. It's not deep. It'll it, it'll happen. It'll be over as soon as it came. So. That's my last kind of little piece of advice as far as like what you say to yourself and how you prepare. Just let it be. It's okay. It's just a musical or a play. (laughs) Since you've had the experience of being on tour and in a sit-down show, which do you prefer? I prefer after two tours... I would like to sit down somewhere. Um, I love, I love performing in New York. I love, I even love, you know, I love performing anywhere. I do. Um, I love sitting down and being familiar with my theater and familiar with the space. And tour is a really special, unique experience. Um, And I think everyone should do it. I think everyone should do it when they're like young. And um, sometimes you don't have choice and you have to go on tour. And that's fine too. But I definitely, you are so privileged and lucky to be able to like sit down on bro- at Broadway, you know, or sit down like on like a nice off-Broadway show, have like a nice like, you know, three, four month run. Like that's like mwah, delicious, wonderful. Um, to have to pick up, pack up your whole life every week and like, you know, unpack your dressing station, repack your dressing station, meet all new dressers, go to the hotel. Where's the hotel? Okay, now on your day off. Because this is all real, Mason. Like it's tours, tours tough. It's tough. It's um, it can be very glamorous, and you have opening night parties all the time, and like big galas, and like it's 
you know, that's all fun. And you get like play like a fresh city every time you get to see all these things. Like, there's lots to do. Like it's very fun. But after a while, like it's definitely the whole thing. Don't ever be like confused about what it is. It's work. It's work. Definitely work. Um, being able to like hack, have an actual day off and not having to like travel on your day off. Cause traveling is, I think one of the most exhausting thing, um, things for, for, singers performers like going up in a plane and down is like not good for the voice like it just like everything swells dehydrates it, it's just like not great for the for the voice um and, like long bus rides and just kind of like inactivity you know when we when we stay like still too long our body gets confused and doesn't function properly um but that's you just work with it you work with what you got sometimes you're delayed in the airport for you know six hours sometimes you have to take a bus like when you weren't supposed to take a bus and you get in it two in the morning and like the things happen on tour that you don't have to deal with like when you're just like on Broadway or like in a long running show, you know, or just even like, you know, at the, you know, San Diego Civic Theater, like, you know, at like the Orpheum, you're playing, I don't know, some city and you're sitting down. It's that's a joy. That's a joy to to do. <laughs> in you in the past, have you relied more on education or experience? And what would you say is more important? Experience. Um, education, that's all theory-based. What really matters is your experience. I actually think your life experience has more to do with anything and how you approach your quote-unquote training and how you approach your education has more to do. Um, Because I I know people who have had incredible educations. I was like, wow, I wish I could do that. But they they really can't act. (laughs) Or like, they they really, they don't... um, they're they're not exciting to watch or like, like they can be highly educated but like it's just the artistry is not necessarily um like coming through in a strong way uh i've seen that happen and then and then you see someone with little to no training and no education like you know theatrical or you know high school dropout up there literally giving you the most incredibly pointed moving performance that you've ever seen because of whatever their life experience is or whatever that they do, they're pulling from their own life and like personal experiences. I think that experience is so much more valuable to the performer than like where you trained, how you trained. Like obviously training helps, helps with everything. Learn to sing for sure. Like learn to sing healthily. Acting, I don't know if it can even learn be taught. I think a lot of people might disagree with me here. I don't know that it can necessarily be taught. I think it can be um, guided. Someone can guide like your acting and like help you develop your acting, but like to teach someone to act. I don't know if, that, if I actually don't know that that's even necessarily possible. You can, you can inspire them and like bring it out of them. I guess that's a better way. And that's how you teach acting. But um, no, my own life experience has been the greatest teacher to me and my pain and things I've gone through, uh, relationships I've had, my, just my background being like from a really small town and being raised literally in the middle of nowhere like on a ranch in Colorado. That's, that's influenced me. Um, and then like, you know, going to New York and like braving this and like going to that really intense program in Ithaca, like more so than the education that I received there, the experience of what that was for me and how difficult and like talk about transformation. Gosh, like I got my ass kicked <laughs> a lot and, and, you know, in, in life as well, like different things. 
and I'm, I consider myself like an incredibly fortunate person, um, but no experiences. I, I would be grateful for them all as an actor, especially with character. Use whatever you can. Use your bliss. Use your suffering, like moment, you know, of horrible pain. That's all in a character, you know? Use like, you know, your indifference. Like you can use, you can use your anger. You can use your, your frustration and your jealousy. Oftentimes I use my anxiety. I use my nerves for, I like put that right into the character and not even, not even manifesting as, as anxiety and nerves. I, I put it into like their intensity or their, their strength or like their silence. I like use that like as fuel. So experiences everything. Last question. What are you doing during quarantine? question okay well i'm moving not out of new york just literally moving downstairs in the exact same building that i'm currently living in right now um into a we live in a really grand um three bedroom i live with my partner and my roommate jerry ann perez um from waitress we we live in a beautiful three bedroom um however it needs to it that place is falling apart. We need a new apartment. So <laughs> it's great. It just needs a gut reno. So we are moving into a brand new renovated apartment. Um, it's like slightly smaller and different, um, but like it works for us perfectly. And it's so new and nice that like it's a total upgrade for us. Um, so we're moving into that in my, into my, into, um, a new apartment during quarantine. We just got the keys today. Like they've just got dropped off. So that's like fantastic. Um, I have been doing a lot of soul searching during quarantine, a lot of reading, a lot of um, relationship building, um, a relationship restoration. I have been creating as much art as I can. I have gotten into gardening. I've ordered all of the supplies to plant my own herb garden. I am propagating basil, mint, and green onions in my kitchen. I am doing things I never... I'm baking bread. I... I what am I doing during quarantine? I am, um, you know, quietly losing it. No, uh, <laughs> I... No, I actually think I maybe was supposed to uh, experience this energetically in some way because I'm, I'm changing too from all this. We all are. We are. We all are. Um, definitely changing. I'm way more aware of myself and what really matters now and like what's truly important and kindness is just truly important and self-care is truly important and relationships are truly important. Um, so that's where I, I have been focusing my energy on literally like loving myself, affirming myself. Cause it's like, yeah, that's a constant, constant, constant. And I've, I've started playing badminton with my boyfriend. We go to the park and we play badminton now. Cause it's like our, you know, when we don't, we like play with a mask on in the park in the, in this unofficial like dog park basically it was, it was just a normal park. Now it's like where everyone brings their dogs and we play badminton in this park and we're like the badminton people. Um, so I've been doing things I would never have gotten the chance to do. And I would never have done otherwise. I've never spent this much time with my boyfriend. We never get to like spend time. He's always working. I'm always out of town. God, I'm always out of town. Like whether I'm in Asia, literally like cruising around like Vietnam and Singapore and Thailand, or if I'm like doing a show in North Carolina, like, I don't spend a lot of time home. And so we've gotten to like, just have an amazing time, like 
building our relationship, like, play, like playing our sports. I'm like, I'm like baking for him. And yeah, we've been watching so many seasons of the Great British Bake Off. Like we've finished almost every season. Um, doing a little, uh, in the last few weeks, quite a bit of protesting. That's been, you know, we, we've been trying to do protests safely, like, you know, public health wise. Uh, but we kind of ruled the protests just like way more important than like even like our risk with coronavirus. Like we're not being like, you know, Nick and I are not like at risk individuals. Like, of course we could get it. Of course we could. It's like not anything to play with, but like, no, we've been going out and protesting um, and trying to work on ourselves and show our support as best we can. This has been one of the most insane times of my life for sure like I, I yeah and I do a lot of like I'm part of a couple different like reading clubs like book clubs and then I'm um part of a like, new podcast a musical podcast so I do a zoom I'm on zoom like probably once a day sometimes twice a day with with somebody you know like doing like this is so great to talk to to you you know what I mean you've asked such great questions um thank you I, yeah, I basically, I, to answer your question, I've just been doing, doing kind of whatever. And like now moving this apartment, like, yes, that's to, to just reiterate everything. I'm doing everything during quarantine. I'm doing nothing during quarantine. I'm having acceptance towards everything, you know, doing my best. That's what I'm doing my best. Yeah. Being patient and like trying to be kind to myself about it all, you know, and just taking a breath. What are you doing during quarantine? Other than like, you look so technologically uh, advanced. This is great. Uh, I'm sleeping a lot, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Is are amazing. You, how, how has the homeschooling thing been? I actually like it. I've been begging to be homeschooled for years. So it's fun wow. to kind of do it. Cool. That's awesome. I, I bet this has been a wild experience for you as well, for sure. Um. I love your Make a Little Paintings with Barb DeVos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. We have another episode coming, but I have not. I've been waiting to release it for, a, you know, a, a more appropriate time because there's so much going on, you know, to I don't want to get in the way of literally any kind of voice that needs to be heard, like more than ours and our lighthearted, you know, little skits. Um, I have we have much more Barb on its way. You're so sweet. Oh my God. Yeah. We have, we have much more barbarous. And part of this, this cool move is that um, I run Songbird Studios out of my apartment. Um, we create content and we're getting a much larger studio in this next apartment. I'm so excited to continue with that as part of my work. Like that's a huge passion of mine, videography, photography, because it's all just art. And, and like, I love to work with other, with uh, other artists. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. And you're so sweet for bringing that up. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. You are just wonderful. Thank you so much for your for your sweet questions. And I hope I could, you know, answer some things from my own experience. Every it's it's teach their own. But yes, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Hey, it's into the show, Mason. I'm glad you made it this far. And let's roll my branding outro thing, because yeah, I have one of those. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. 
what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.